0: Today, I have a special guest that is going to be talking to us about intermittent fasting. And before I bring her on, I'm going to give her a quick intro, but I'm so excited because for those of you who do not know or may know, I am a health and wellness coach as well that teaches intermittent fasting to my health clients. And so I'm excited to have Lori on because she's not within the same health and wellness company that I coach for. So we'll be able to compare notes and hopefully learn some new things to, to, to bring with us. And so for Lori Lewis, she's an intermittent fasting coach and author menopause dealt a crushing blow brain fog, lack of balance, memory loss, and the sudden gain of 50 pounds of stubborn hormonal fat. She tried everything that she knew to feel better. And the methods that worked in the past made no difference. After four years of struggle, Lori stumbled upon intermittent fasting and started fasting that very same day. The menopausal fog lifted in less than one week. She had more energy and felt more, quote unquote, like herself. She lost 51 pounds in 15 months and has kept it off for years. Now at 58 years old, Lori has turned her personal success into the premier thriving intermittent fasting coaching business that she runs today as a certified health coach, Institute for Integrative Nutrition. She combines her knowledge of nutrition with deep research and practice of time-restricted eating. Lori guides her clients with a dream come true, eat the foods you love and enjoy the rest of your life feeling vibrantly well. Welcome, Lori, to the show. Thank you,
1: Heather. I love talking to you. I also love the name of your podcast. It's adorable and catchy and memorable.
0: Thank you. Well, that is my life. Chaos and cookies is my life with the kiddos. And I always have cookies or baking something or no matter how dirty it is or clean it is, I should say, there's always crumbs. (laughs) That's really what it's all about. But so speaking of cookies, I'm going to ask you my warm-up question. Which is what is your favorite
1: cookie and mm. or cookie memory? Oh my gosh! Okay, so I don't have a sweet tooth, but I do have a favorite cookie, and I think I like like molasses ginger snaps as long as they're not hard, as long as they're like soft and bendy and warm. And but I also like lemon bars, and I know that's not a cookie, but I kind of a, lemon I a bar, feeling. I am a lemon bar. Freak, <laughs> and I don't have. I don't know. Maybe I'll think of if as we're talking. If I think of a cookie memory, I'll just blurt it out. <laughs> well, I say that
0: because a lot of are like, mm. "Oh, I love chocolate chip," and so that. And a lot of guests are like, "That's so boring, though." And so I always find it interesting if there's a really good memory. But I, for some reason, when you said that you didn't have a sweet tooth, I was like, "She's going to say lemon, something lemon."
1: lemon. Mm.
0: And the snaps with like the, like the big crystallized sugar on top.
1: So yeah, good. A soft. Yes. Mm, yes. I know. And I'm it. hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> and we're talking about intermittent People fasting. Think intermittent <laughs> fasters. So they're like, wait, you can't have cookies. It's like, yes, I can. In my eating window. <laughs> you sure can.
0: I know. Right. You have to debunk that myth that we're starving all right. the time. Yep. So before we j- d- jump into intermittent fasting, let's chat a little bit about like, where are you? Where are you in the world? and a little bit about how, like your background and and whatnot.
1: Where I am in the world is Portland, Oregon. I lived in New York for about 25 years, and I never thought I was going to leave. I love everything about New York. I was going to stay there forever. And then something captured my soul about Portland. It's really grounded and warm and friendly, and I don't mind the rain. So it's just a great place to be. But I grew up in the Colorado mountains, so I've lived on both coasts and in the middle, and I love being out in nature. I live really close to um, this beautiful rose garden that we have in Portland, so. Oh, that's amazing. Great. Yes, and I work from home and I can work from anywhere. So as soon as we can, we're really freed up to travel again. I'm going to hit the road with my little dog. Oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what kind of dog do you have? She's a wire haired dachshund. So she's oh. a fuzzy little blonde hot dog.
0: Yes. I've <laughs> seen one actually. Uh, one of my Swedish sister has a wired haired dachshund. Never yes. heard of one before until I saw his name's Timmy. <laughs>
1: They're all over Europe in Germany and Italy and yeah, in Scandinavia, but not so common here. She's also like the, sitting, she's like the toto next dog. She's kind of like the Toyo dog.
0: Yeah. it's <laughs> so and I've never to been. A-
1: she sounded asleep. She's sixteen, so she sleeps a lot.
0: Oh yes, I have three three old men. My my oldest is turning fourteen tomorrow, so they get old. Mm-hmm. But hey, you know, if I can get a couple more years, that sixteen is a long time. So, yeah. awesome. Well, okay. So you coach intermittent fasting, and you got into it because of your menopause, or
1: perimenopause. So tell us a little bit more about that. Well, when I was in my forties, I felt amazing. And I know a lot of people have that experience also. It's like, I don't know what everybody's worried about about 40. It's fabulous. And I felt lean and strong. And I got my health coach certification, which I never expected to use. I just got it because I love nutrition and I loved experimenting and figuring out what are the best foods for me? And, um, so I was kind of the go-to friend for, um, nutrition advice and, but I never wanted to be the food police. I never want to tell people what to eat because I really believe that it's different for everyone. Like if I told you the foods that I don't eat because they make me not feel well, then everybody would run out and not eat those foods, which is ridiculous. Like you can eat cashews and quinoa and black beans. It's just, I can't,
0: you know, Right. <laughs> so, right exactly. because right? everything is different for others and everyone has a different reaction. Some people right. are gluten intolerant. Some, some aren't, and it's fine.
1: We're all di- So I don't think there's one perfect list of what everyone should or shouldn't eat. And so I, there I was in my forties feeling amazing. And the, Nobody ever talks about perimenopause and menopause. People are like, I guess, you know, someday I might get a hot flash and then my period will stop. Like, is that what happens? Nobody talks about it. They don't send us to biology class for older women. And it's supposed to, you know, people say menopause, like it's all hush hush. And we can't talk about, about it in front of guys. I'm like, I don't understand. Every guy I know knows a lot of women in his life. So why can't we talk about it? But I was clueless as are most of us. And the symptoms of perimenopause kind of came on sporadically. So I didn't connect the dots and I didn't realize what it was. Like I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with the hot flashes. Um, I just so many symptoms that made suddenly made life harder. And so I was really excited for all that to end. And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait for my cycle to stop and everything. Life's going to get better. And then when my cycle stopped, I gained 50 pounds. Wow. Boom. Yeah. So that was not awesome. No, And yet <laughs> I you thought think? I knew exactly what to do about it, right? Like I've lived my whole life as a woman and I know how to take weight off if it start creeping on and nothing worked. And I knew it was hormonal. I tried everything. I tried all these elimination diets. I did I did everything and um, nothing worked. And I was really, I, I think the only word that I can use correctly. It would be despondent. I was mm-hmm. at the, end. I had just turned the corner kind of into darkness where I felt like maybe it really does get worse and worse forever. Maybe it's true. Like it's just a slippery slope on down and I got to get heavier and sicker and foggier forever. Like, and I did, but I didn't want to buy into that, but I couldn't see any other way. And, um, I was home in Colorado visiting my mom. And she said, now look, you can tell me how your daughter ears hear this. She said to me, let's use this time that you're here to turn the weight around. Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. I would be like, really? Oh yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh, Mom. Well, thanks. I lost it. I, oh, yeah. I was like a five-year-old having a temper tantrum. I'm wailing and crying and saying it's not that easy. What do you think? I haven't been trying for four and a half years. And, um, she's, she listened Beautifully as she does, and um, she said, "Let's pray for it because there's got to be one, and we just don't know what it is." And that night, I, I I at least had a glimmer of hope left because I was still Googling things. I'm just like stubborn hormonal fat menopause. Help me, you know. And um, up popped intermittent fasting, and I had, I was familiar with long term therapeutic like water fasting. But I didn't know that you could eat in a pattern of time every day as a way of living and restore your health, like heal your body and earn fat. I didn't know that people did that. And um, so I stayed up all night reading about it and it made absolute perfect sense to me. And so I told her the next morning, I think I found a thing I'm going to try. And I explained it to her and she said, it sounded great and said, how may I support you? So that was that. That was June 12th, 2017. And I've never missed a day over four years.
0: Yeah. It just becomes like a way of life when you do do it. I mean, you just get into the habit. And when you say intermittent fasting, a lot of, a lot of my clients or others are like, I like my breakfast. And I like, I think I have to do that first thing when I get up. And I said, well, is it more of a ritualistic thing? Because it just is part of your routine. Or is it just because you like breakfast food or is it that you're really hungry? You know, what's the why
1: behind it? That's right. There's so many, every objection or every question that a person has, I have like 20 more questions back because I can't actually answer it without asking a ton more questions. And like you just said, well, and you can have your eating window in the morning. People are like, I can. I'm like, sure. you know. And it doesn't have to be the same number of hours for each person or the same time. And so it's really, really fun to explore the flexibility of it and the customization of it for each person. And people think it's going to be so hard and scary. And uh, it's really fun to discover with people that they're like, oh my gosh, it's way easier than I thought it was going to be. That's my favorite.
0: (laughs) I, you know, my favorite is, is this is the question that I love that I get. Can you eat breakfast food when you fast? I'm like, yes, (laughs) it's just, you don't eat at breakfast time. It's just, you can have breakfast food. Sure. (laughs)
1: Of course I'm working with someone right now and she's really into the whole celery juice thing and and I'm like just have that to open your eating window like you get to say when it is is whether it's 10 or 11 or 2 or you know and uh, so like you don't have to miss your celery juice you just have it when you have your eating window right so. Hundred percent.
0: It's funny because it's just like, oh, I have to skip breakfast, which means
1: I can't eat eggs ever again. Like Oh, I eat eggs like a maniac. Eggs and spinach and butter and salsa and yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. And so it's like, yes, of course you can have
0: eggs. Like it's just you don't eat it the first thing in the morning. It's fine. So it's just a really funny, like when people don't understand it. So what do you think about like how do you combat the expectation? that will only get sicker and
1: heavier and foggier late like, as we get older. Well, I think our ancestors didn't. And I think this is a modern cultural sadness that we're, we are as a human species around the globe, It's a, you know, started here in the U S of eating ultra processed foods. And, um, solving every ailment with a medication without getting to the source of it. And um, I am exuberant about supporting people, taking our health into our own hands and knowing the questions to ask our doctors and partnering with our doctors and maybe having some alternative types of doctors and knowing how important our food quality is. And so the idea that, we don't have to get sicker and foggier and heavier and more highly medicated forever is like my whole reason for starting my business is to give people hope. And I have a 90 day workbook celebrating your vibrant future, intermittent fasting for women, 44 to forever. And, um, some people are like, but I'm 72. I'm like, That's the forever part. Right, <laughs> like right. Le- 44, and I didn't want to say beyond 104. What if, so? and beyond. And I love alliteration. So 44 to forever. And so I just am excited about people, especially women, looking ahead and like, we do not need to buy into this idea that, Oh, we become invisible and menopause. We're all washed up. What a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> so. Yes.
0: I mean, a lot of my clients are actually premenopausal or postmenopausal, and same reasons that they want to get better and healthier. And it's the hormone balance, right? It is. I mean, it is. It truly it's is. All and I also hormones. have clients that couldn't have a baby and they go fit fast in the all of a sudden they're
1: pregnant. So I mean, it, that, it's the best. It's the, oh gosh, that must be so sad. Yes. Oh, I mostly catch people in the post. Yeah. After 40. So I have a few clients in their thirties, but not many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I
0: think too, I mean, I also have clients that have had hysterectomies at 30, 35. Right. And so maybe they did or did not take the, the ovaries. So it's estrogen and,
1: you know, all those things that it's all hormones. It is. If I could, Next time when I'm reincarnated, I think I'm going to be an endocrinologist because I am so interested in hormones. I mean, this is just so fascinating and mysterious and people think I'm so hormonal. It's like, we're all, we're all magnificently hormonal there. We have over 80 hormones and they're in this beautiful network of communication and each one has its role and they're all intricately related and insulin for us intermittent fasters and insulin and cortisol are everything. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's dive into the science a little bit more
0: about it on why that seemed to be the fix for you.
1: Well, so what we're doing when we're fasting is keeping insulin low. And the cause of, I mean, I believe in my research and my experience, the cause of all these metabolic diseases that are plaguing humanity right now is a hyperinsulinemia and high circulating insulin all the time. And so we get to heal and train the body when we're fasting and not intaking any food flavors or any nutrients. I fast clean, so it's plain unflavored water, plain unflavored black coffee, plain unflavored black or green bitter tea and plain unflavored minerals. And um, so by keeping insulin low, we're doing this just head to toe healing of reducing inflammation and tapping into our body fat for fuel. And then all the other hormones have a chance to do their jobs to regulate and burn fat and the liver starts working beautifully. And we have this deep cellular repair I'm sure, you know, called autophagy, which is so exciting. I mean, to think that when we're in a fasted state, our body starts taking the old broken cells and cleaning them up. Like when you take your car to be detailed, it's all rusty and dirty and you get it back and you're like, I can't believe it's so clean. So that's what happens to our cells. And I have clients who they call me. Okay. This is the best. Okay. This happened. A week and a half ago, a client called me and she's like, I'm sorry, I'm like calling you out of the blue. And I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> and she said, I have the best news. So she went into this very famous skin doctor, esthetician, like a very well-known high-priced person in April or early May. And this person gave her a price quote for all these treatments to get her skin looking better. And I'll do all the things. And so she sat on it. She wasn't sure. She started intermittent fasting with me. She went back in for a follow-up appointment to tell the doctor, like, yeah, I want you to do all this stuff. And the doctor took one look at her and said, what are you doing? And she's like, what do you mean? What am I doing? She goes, your skin looks amazing. Like your eyes look brighter. Your skin looks good. And she cut the recommended treatments in half. And she's only been intermittent fasting for a month. Wow. This is the best story. So a reduction of inflammation and burning body fat. And then this clean cellular cleanup of autophagy is like a miracle. (laughs) Wow.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. That probably made her feel and like amazing. Plus, she got to Save
1: lots of money. Save some money. Exactly. I said, why don't you wait another month and see what happens? Yeah, right. It's just to see. He probably was
0: like, no, let's get you booked now because then I'm not going to be able to
1: offer you anything. Yeah. I love the good news. And, you know, some people struggle. And I think that's why that's also very motivating for us coaches to help people navigate the hurdles and to be patient. And it's, that's really the enriching part of my job as well is to, keep people on track and not quit.
0: (laughs) Right. Because it, you know, if, if everyone is so, you know, immediate gratification and it does take time and anything good in life, I feel is worth waiting for. And it also takes a lot of hard work to get to and nothing in life is easy. So why on earth would it be that easy? So what Mm -hmm. would be your top three tips to
1: recommend for someone to, to get started in intermittent fasting? I, as I said, I'm a firm believer in the clean fast. Now you can find anything on the internet, like, you know, you can have up to 50 calories or you can have bone broth or you can have this, or you can have that. It's like, okay, great. You can have whatever you want. But let me try and convince you that fasting's easier if you don't take on any flavors because any food flavor, like a little lemon in your water, what's the big deal? The brain and the the brain thinks food is incoming. And so it gets aligned. The digestion gets the hormones get all ready for you to feed it, but you're not feeding it because you think you're fasting. It's like, where's the food? And it makes fasting harder. So I want fasting to be easy for everyone. So fast, clean and save all the yummy flavors. Have the labor party in your eating window. Um, so that's number one tip fast, clean. The Number two is keep it really simple. Like take just one day at a time. Keep it really simple. Ask yourself today, what time am I closing my eating window shut? How long am I fasting? And then the most important thing I think is to know, have in mind at least one delicious thing that you're going to be eating tomorrow, because that anticipation is exciting. And so if you know when you're going to eat tomorrow and at least one delicious thing that you're going to be eating, you can kind of calm your nervous system. Like it's okay. I don't need a hamburger. I need to have a glass of wine and all the things in front of Netflix late at night, fasting clean. I'm drinking my plain water. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm drinking water and black coffee in the morning. And at 11 or 12 or one, or whatever time you open your eating window tomorrow, you're going to have this delicious whatever it is and that's worth waiting for it's exciting okay so that's long tip number 2 yeah, i like is it is to keep it really simple one clean fast and one eating window at a time and number 3 i think it's really important to have your environment set up to support you and so one aspect of having a supportive environment would be to have a fasting buddy either someone online or the person you walk with in the morning or your adult child, or, you know, to have someone that you can talk to about it and to test things out. And yeah. And tip number four, the bonus (laughs) tip is, um, is just to have a lot of patience. as you, you already said it, right. People say, trust the process. I'm like, well, trust the process. But I think what you're really trusting is trusting your body.
0: Yes. You have to listen to your body. I mean, hundred
1: yeah. percent. If you
0: are feeling faint, and you are like at hour fourteen, if you're doing a sixteen and eight schedule, eat. Just of do it. Course. It's not going to hurt anything yeah. if you cut it, it off for fail. two hours. It's okay. No, it's just <laughs> something. Maybe you're off that day, or something's going on, or whatever. Maybe you exercise a little extra or something. Yeah. Listen. Don't faint. Don't like be. Miserable, just you could
1: do make it up tomorrow. It's one day, it's okay. You did 14 hours, woohoo! You know, amazing, absolutely. And we're so immersed in diet culture and diet language that people can barely even forgive themselves for doing the right thing. It's like you listen to your body have some mineral water, pop a magnesium capsule, maybe put a little salt under your tongue to see if you need a sodium hit. If that doesn't work, you should sit down and have a delicious meal and enjoy the heck out of it. Not beat yourself up for doing the right thing. And people are like, oh, I fell off or I didn't eat so well this weekend. It's like, well, I hope you enjoyed every minute of it because it's fine. Yes. I mean, I
0: I think it's just, it's either... 100% or zero and it's not giving any giving yourself grace or just life is life which is why I love what when I teach it because it's like if you are living a lifestyle and then you slip up a couple of days it's not going to put you back it's just you, it's just going to you know set you it, it it just should prove to you that you can live life and be happy and pick
1: back up where you left off. Tip number 2 was we were talking about start right back up. It's just all you have to do is ask yourself today, what time am I closing my eating window today? And you're back and running. That's it. You don't have to crawl back onto any old wagon. (laughs) It's just like, ask yourself, when am I stopping eating today? When's that window closed? And it's really helpful also to have a um, a, a ritual for closing your eating window. You know, it's like, you can make, you can make the a noise. You can high five someone in your family. You can hit the zero app. The one I, I like, you can pour yourself a glass of sparkling water. You can brush your teeth. Like there's just a bunch of things that you can do each time that signal you and your family, you know, that your eating window is closed and you're back in the game. That's it. It's right. easy breezy. 100%.
0: So my last question for you is with your clients, do you recommend a certain amount of calories that you need to hit within the eating window because you don't want to under eat because then you'll get faint and you want to make sure you're hydrated and how do you work with them and do you tell them typically to be dairy-free, gluten-free or just like, nope, carte blanche, as long as it doesn't make you puff up. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Okay. So one of my themes is this is all about feeling good, not being good. So for me, the barometer is, are you, how are you feeling? People are like, what length eating window should I have? I'm like, well, experiment and see how you feel. What should I eat to open my eating window? Let's experiment, see how you feel. Right. So it's all about experimenting, discovering, leaning in with curiosity and see how you feel. So regarding calories, here's what my experience is, is that if people set, do one thing at a time, learn how to intermittent fast, learn how to eat in a pattern. That's the first thing. Don't pull, don't do everything at once. (laughs) You're going to train your body to go through your stored energy, get to burning fat, and then eat normally in whatever normal is for you in your eating window. And then over time, the brain, the appetite center in the brain repairs itself and the hunger hormones start to work. And what will kick in is this idea of appetite correction. It's an idea that was coined by Dr. Bert Herring, and your body will start informing you of how much food it wants and when to stop eating the hunger, the hunt, the hormone leptin will start doing its job and won't let you overeat. So it is an experiment of um, the body wants different amounts of food every day. So for me, the idea of sticking to a calorie chart doesn't work because some days I am really not very hungry and I shouldn't overstuff myself. And other days my body's asking for more food. And so I should give it the amount of food it's asking for. And so I really work with people to practice in their eating window discerning when hunger is gone and stop eating. And that's really unimaginable for people. They're like, how do I know? I'm, you know, and so it takes practice. So learning how to fast is the easy part. Because if you're hungry Learn-
0: or you're bored, right? I mean, really, are you hungry right. or are you just bored?
1: Bored or angry or sad or, you know, need to be entertained or or there's something right there? What's so amazing is when a client will they'll turn a corner, they'll realize that there's something that they would have always like, if there's a slice of pizza sitting there in the family seat, and there's one slice left, most people would like dive right on that. And, that can't sit there. I got to polish that off. And I, I'm thinking of a particular client. She's like, that pizza was sitting there staring at me. And I was done eating. I didn't care who ate it. It wasn't going to be me. And she's like, yeah. "Who am I?" They're like, "Who am I?" And so it's really, really fun when people have these moments that they're like, "You told me that this would happen, and then it did." It's amazing, right? I love it, it when is. it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost. Yeah, like it I will happen. I it. Yeah, I didn't have to. Like there'll be a pint of ice cream in the freezer for a. Long time, and I'm oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, that's gosh, me. Though. I forgot that I had that. That's, that's me. Deli- I think I have <laughs> that. I forgot that was in there. <laughs> you know? Mine's a
0: sweet tooth, and I was like, oh yeah. But if it's coffee, ice cream, just like I'm done. I'm done mm, with that. Like that's my that favorite. Sounds good. My favorite bluebell because I'm in Texas, and that's just what I grew up on. But um, no, don't give me the the dairy free stuff. Sorry, like ah, oh, <laughs> I stomach not, will go oh. later, but I'm can't can't happen.
1: Well, you know, you asked too about food recommendations. It's like, I don't think dairy is the devil. I don't think gluten is a devil, but for some people or soy. I really reduce soy because it makes my joints super achy. Now, do I think everybody should do that? No, it's just me. i noticed. So I say to people, if it makes you bloated or achy or moody or depressed, or you don't sleep well, you know, there are all these things to look at. If a particular food does that to you, then you shouldn't eat that, you know? And then people are like, but I like it. It's like, okay, at some point y- you're going to prioritize feeling amazing, feeling amazing. is going to be way more important to you than eating that and feeling like crap. <laughs> it's just like, yes. There you're going to die real fast. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. And my clients who take like dairy out to see if they have an allergy. I remember she sticks out in my head. She goes, you know, I had, what did she say? She ate, I think it was tacos and she put cheese on her tacos, but she had eliminated it because she was feeling better. She's like, I paid for that for like three days because my Mm. body just didn't like it. I hadn't had it in so long. And because I knew, like, I I knew I probably shouldn't, but I did it anyway. And she's like, I said, so now you need to remember how that made you feel. Because a moment on the like lips is forever like, oh my gosh, like it hurts so much, right? And so yeah. you have to remember how you felt in that moment and take mental note, journal it because yes, it looks great. And you remember it tastes really good,
1: but man, did, did you pay for it later? That's right. I have people describe to me in detail how bad they felt. Now that's not to feel guilty or because it's not about trying to be good. I can't have that because I'm being good. No, you should not have that because you remember how awful that thing made you feel last how time, much time like, you're, you're not spent going in that there. bathroom brutal, instead of brutal. with your family. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Something. Now we're, I'm not demonizing brownies or, but you know, I have a client who ate a brownie on Super Bowl, and it was a festive occasion, you know, and For her, she paid for days after that. It was a spiral of sugar eating and not sleeping and feeling terrible and aching. And it's just like, it's not worth it.
0: And you have to um, find an
1: alternative. So if you like brownies, let's find something
0: you can eat that will fulfill that for you. Yeah. Whatever that could be.
1: Whatever it is. Nothing's wrong with brownies. If they agree with you, I always say eat the foods you love and the foods that love you back. It probably wasn't (laughs) the brownie, it was probably either the oil.
0: they cooked it with it, or maybe That's, there was nuts in it. It's probably something in it. Well, probably not the brownie. Totally right. Absolutely. Right. I mean, you could talk for days about this. I'm so sure we I could. Mean, yes, <laughs> so much fun. I actually have a question. Last question is that we we talked about clean fasting. Typically, I do as well. I do the clean fasting, and would you consider having coffee black,
1: clean fast, or is it just simply water? I do because of the benefits of coffee. So um, it's been proven that bitter people are like, well, coffee is a flavor. It's like the bitter flavor doesn't cause a rise in insulin. And so then people are like, okay, well then dandelion tea is bitter. I'm like, yeah, but dandelion tea is full of nutrients. So you don't want all those nutrients, right? So Coffee also does something really interesting. They proof they can see that it can help with the upregulation of autophagy, which is appealing. And it causes a quick release of glycogen in the liver. Some people are like, "Oh, it can't have coffee because it raises my blood glucose. Well, it's a quick release of glycogen in the liver that actually gets us into fat burning faster. So, If I I don't recommend drinking coffee or any caffeine all day long, I think, you know, sleep is sleep and meditation and nutrition and reflection and prayer. And all of it is so all these factors are really important in our health, but I think starting with fasting and so plain water, plain black coffee, plain, bitter, green tea or plain and plain minerals like magnesium or sodium, that's a clean fast in my world and why coffee is okay. But I just have one little cup in the morning. makes makes me happy. I love the taste of black coffee.
0: (laughs) Yes. And And, it's hard to get to black coffee if you've been putting all the stuff in it. So it's really just finding something that either a coffee that tastes good black, you know, like. Yes. I mean, like I drink Dunkin' Donuts, hazelnut flavored coffee, but there's nothing in it. It's just,
1: well, there it, I mean. There. Gonna, does that make you hungrier? See, because I always recommend that people have no like no vanilla, no hazelnut, because it makes you hungrier. And does, does that not affect you? That no, much? it doesn't
0: really affect me. I I do it for the taste. I'll put nut pods in there sometimes. That's dairy free, and I'll keep it yeah. under fifty if I really need it. But I I mean I have my coffee here. I mean I'm barely touched it and I've had it since this morning I'm halfway done so I just sip on it and it doesn't it's more either just because I need a kick of caffeine because my kids got me up really early in the morning or I'm just dragging for some reason but it doesn't really make me hungry my eating window is typically between like 3 p.m. and late because I'm a late night person so I I I just don't typically
1: get hungry until then. I'm so busy, I forget, and so and I'm like three o'clock. Cat, gotta eat. I know. I'm so energized all day long. Like I cannot imagine eating in the middle of the day while I'm working. It would put me to sleep. But then I've other clients who they love their like ten to three eating window, and that that's like okay. If you feel it feels good, that's what I care about. Never works for you, right? (laughs) Right? Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. This was. Really great. I loved all the science behind it, too. I think that when individuals hear intermittent fasting, it, they think it might be a fad or it's just a thing or whatever. Um, and it's just when you provide science and reasonings behind it, especially when you said about the cell generation, I mean, there's a reason why there's caffeine, or I mean, you can make a scrub with coffee grounds because it boosts the, it yeah. makes the cellulite not so, not so bad looking. And there's just reasons why, cause it really does help with the cells. So it would just, it's nice to know what, cause all you hear is coffee. It's bad. It's caffeine. It's, you know, reflux, but there's benefits to everything.
1: Oh yeah. A little cup of coffee is, I just think it's wonderful <laughs> and I like it black. So yeah, we, we don't want to, especially, uh, women over 50, we don't want to be over caffeinating and stressing our adrenals, but a little coffee in the morning is a great way to start the day. I think absolutely so, hundred yeah. percent. So fun talking to you, Heather. Yes. Thank (laughs) Thank you so much for
0: being here. And let's tell the listeners where we can find you. And of course, all the links and and, and whatnot will be in our show notes, but where can we find you to learn and grow
1: with you? So my business is called fast forward wellness. So it's fastforwardwellness.com. And you can read more about intermittent fasting and find out about my group programs and one on one coaching. And I just love connecting with people there. You can write me, tell me how you're doing. Love it. So, and Thank yeah. you so much for being here. It was so
0: lovely getting just another perspective too on, on intermittent fasting and meeting you. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Have a good one. Yes, you too. And thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to follow Lori, go check out her website and, uh, you heard her drop her a line and until next time, thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See you all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.